We have uh, another guest uh, has arrived in the studio. And a welcome one he is. A very welcome one. One we're always after or trying to get, <laughs> trying to capture in studio, even keep him. Yes, indeed. But, but the, this guest now has been difficult to pin down. He's so busy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Pierce. Pierce O'Shea. We'll talk about her match. Tommy Gamahar now, Lanamage Emerla Bidger, Akhoi will on Gaelic Delarila. Well, Tasha Katskalora, Niche Rof, you know, it's a long time since I had in long conversations. Kora in Gaelic. Kora, yeah, Father in Gaelic. But I wrote to Fujara, Gwil, Nis Mo Gaelic, all large, or Jim, not Aja. Well, if we lie here, Shilam Gunkartat, Ta, Tushum, Nis Mo Gaelic, Mahain, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Tell you, what you smoke well, yeah. 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 And I know you have an, a few hats. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few hats. Like, in fact, I just lost one of them yesterday. Okay. <laughs> I left it behind me somewhere. Yeah. Um, what one yeah. was that? Well, that was a lovely little blue hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if anyone sees Pearson's blue hat around the place, get in touch with the radio station. Uh, indeed. And we have a reward for the re- <laughs> return of same. Very good, very good. Yes, I'm the chairman of Cooperative Housing Ireland, which is a, really is a cooperative of cooperatives. I suppose its members are local cooperatives, one of which is the Rallahine Housing Co-op, uh, which is really Clare-based. So I'm the chairman of Rallahine, and then from that I, I was um, elected the chair of Cooperative Housing Ireland, which would be one of the probably, it would be the third or fourth largest, uh, what are referred to as approved housing bodies. So these are, are, are bodies, organisations that are... Um, can avail of capital funding from the state for the provision of social housing, social and affordable housing. So Cooperative Housing Ireland would have oh, up to 3,000 homes in ownership or management. Uh, so it is one of the very large, like this this year we would have produced, or in the, the last year we would have produced over 500 um, homes. And I think the target this year was upward of 700. Now that's been set back a little bit because of questions about price increases it's very it's a huge problem now oh, it's, yeah, isn't it? it is i think in every I mean, listening to people talking about agriculture and heating and all kinds of things it makes uh, for a very uncertain yeah. world that we live in and housing is no different you know contracts that we would have signed you know a year yeah. ago to uh, 18 months ago yeah. are now in question because builders are saying well they simply can't they can't build for that uh, price yeah um, and so w- would some bills have started yes. and then this Yep. Cloud come down at off it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, and that presents with a difficult situation because um, on the one hand, you want to manage any increased costs very carefully. You have to be assured that, that people aren't, so to speak, coming the hog and, yeah. and, and adding on yeah. cost increases for the sake of it. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a very difficult situation to manage, you know, and I think we will probably, as I said, where we were planning to do about 700 homes, we probably won't go beyond fi- uh, five fifty, maybe. Yeah. So we lose yeah. significant percentage. Yeah. Pierce, tell us exactly how does it operate from scratch oh, now? You know, from scratch. So yeah. uh, an organisation 
gets approval from the department to be an approved housing body. An, an approved? An approved housing, housing body. body. Yeah. This is housing associations is the general term that's used, but they're, yeah. technically they're approved housing bodies. Yeah. Their approval, as I said, allows them to access the state capital funding for the provision of housing. So we get, well, the current situation is, um, has, has changed, is a change in the last few years. It used to be that the state would provide 100% of the capital funding. A hundred percent of its own, out of its own resources. Yeah. And then the approved housing body would get the rental income and manage the housing uh, from the rental income. That's in short what the way it was. But because of uh, difficulties, financial difficulties the state faced some years ago, they changed that model. And now approved housing bodies are required to access about 70% uh, of the capital cost of housing from the private market from banks, from the housing finance agency. So, for example, I'm a, a fly on your shoulder and I'm going into the bank, or you're going into the bank, yeah. and, and I'm looking on. What am I going to see? What kind of an interaction am I going you're to You're going to see me coming in with 30% with of the cost of a house in my hand, one way or another, that's from the state. Okay. And we're going into the bank, we're saying, look, will you give us 70% of the cost of this house? and um, <clears throat> you have a charge over 100%. I mean, it's a very attractive proposition for the bank because they're going to lend 70%. Jim is the actual bank manager. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, so, have a, we'll have another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> how, are you, how, how are you generally received? How is Jim going to receive you? Oh, the banks are, well, they were slow enough on the take-up after their previous experience in the building industry, you know, some years ago, yeah. we all remember that. Um, so they were slow enough to take it up, but it's actually a very secure loan for the bank and the system works extremely well. Yeah, the odds are, are in the bank's favour. Oh yeah, the banks are delighted because the, the state then provides us uh, what's called an availability payment. In other words, if we're going to make these houses available to people on the housing list, yeah. then the state will give us what they call an availability payment on a monthly or quarterly basis and that allows us to pay the bank loan. Sounds attractive. Jim, you're so, doing well so, over. so let's say, okay, the bank gives you the seventy percent. Um, you go. Do you have to purchase land? Obviously. Well, the model that CHI uses is what's known as a turnkey purchase. So we we'll go to a developer and we'll say, you know, if you build twenty houses, let's say, um, for us, we'll buy them from you. Uh, once you produce them in, uh, of the correct standard and so on and so forth. We, so we'll sign a contract to the builder and say that when you finish those houses, we'll buy them from you. And so that gives the builder great security. He can go off and build his 20 Price houses. agreed. Price agreed. Yeah, price agreed. Fixed mm. price. Mm. Even though we're, we're, we're seeing a, a test of that now, aren't we? Yeah, that's, we, the, in, that's the, the problem now. The contract has been signed at yeah. a fixed price and now prices have gone mad uh, yeah. in everywhere, but in the building industry in particular. Mm. So that, you know, it's, it's, there's some difficult conversations being had at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, because the builders are being squeezed, obviously, as well in, in the current scenario. Of course they are, price increases. So I suppose if, if a builder comes to us and says, oh my God, the price of timber has gone up by 20%, 20%, yeah, 20% yeah. we'll want to see evidence that his supplier has increased his charges by that. You know, we'll have to do a certain amount of due diligence on these price increases to ensure yeah. that they're, because in an atmosphere where prices are going up like that, I mean, you could have a builder who would, you know, put additional percentage on top. Um, 
you know, to gild the lily, so to speak. So we just have to be careful about that. But it is a difficult, uh, I mean, all approved housing bodies and the state through the county councils uh, are in a difficult situation with regard to any capital project at the moment. So the concept behind approved bodies, do you know, uh, uh, it's, 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 a lot of our listeners won't be aware of this at all, will they? Probably not. I mean, people think about them as just housing associations, and, and, they, and they wouldn't even know what that meant. To some extent, yeah, 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 a lot of, a lot of. Um, so, so we would, we would, along with the law. See, the local authorities used to produce all the social housing in the past, yeah. and they don't now. So these approved housing bodies, which is, which were based on the UK model, although that has changed now, but originally they were based on this very successful UK model of social housing. Um, I think it probably is 20 years ago, Respond would have been one of the very first uh, housing associations. Mm. But now there are, <coughs> um, I suppose there are five or six very large corporate bodies as approved housing bodies, of which Cooperative Housing Ireland is one. Yeah. So in, in your negotiations then with the builder, I mean, would these houses... Be, be, you don't want the houses being built where they're not needed or you know you need the houses where where there are people to I presume the houses would be in clusters would be in little estates uh, and there'd be a number of them around the country yeah before we would begin any project you'd want to see that the um, the local authority approves that you're producing them where they're needed close to amenities you know in social housing the assumptions are that you'll be housing people who will be on relatively low income. So you can't be putting them out in the middle of the country where people would have to have a car. You need to put them where people can walk yeah. to the shops and so on and so on and so forth. Yeah. You know, that there are facilities like childcare, schools, um, medical centres and so on are available. So, I mean, that was one of the problems in the previous boom that we all saw where people built housing estates, now not approved housing bodies, but builders built estates out, you know, on the edge of mm. towns or villages, a fair distance from amenities, and people were reluctant to, to, to go and live in them. It's very interesting, you know, this, this, this aspect of, of the conversation, okay? How, who and how is a place likely to get on the, the list, so to speak? Because we're looking at, you've, you've mentioned there, the, the actual facilities which a place has to offer. It's a, I, I have a picture emerging in my mind of a kind of a... Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the demography, or the, the actual facilities being available yeah. to the public, you know, to the, for public interest. Um, you might have a, a village which uh, has seven out of ten, so to speak, of the facilities you talked about. Is there a hierarchy of required facilities? Or do you take a chance at times? I know. You'd, you'd, we'd have a very rigorous evaluation process around land or, or proposals that come to us from builders. And they would have to meet very strict criteria in terms of, you know, the, the, the effect or the, the eventual impact on the lives of the people who are living there of that location. Yeah. So, so for example, we were approached recently by Galway County Council. This is in my other hat that I wear, which is I'm also on the board of a smaller housing association based in Clare, which is Inish Housing Association. So Inish were approached um, by Galway County Council uh, around a number of relatively small villages in East Galway, East and South Galway. And they just want two or three, maybe up to five units 
Now that's not going to interest one of the larger approved builders. housing, yeah, or builders, or approved housing bodies. You know, yeah. it's too small. Yeah. So Inish uh, Housing Association is is the right scale to deal with that. So we're looking at a number of sites, and this would really be for the provision of just a small number of units for people in that village. You know, sometimes the children of people who've been living in the village for a long time who can't afford a house, or it might be elderly people in that village. Um, so really, we would see it as. Um, the provision of a resource for that community, mm-hmm. you know, in the long term, that people could live in these, and they'll be very yeah. high-quality high buildings. I mean, they'd be NZ, they call them, near-zero energy houses. So, they'd, you know, you could manage the heating. The whole energy use of a house would cost maybe two or three hundred euros a year in some of these um, Is that these part of your, of your philosophy? Yeah, that's well, it's part of our philosophy, but it's also an absolute requirement on the part of the state. Well, that's a lovely partnership in, in because we talk about this uh, a little bit on radio here, don't we, Jim? Um, what are the limits from an aesthetic point of view? Let's say, do, do you know, there's uh, uh, there's a word out there in the, in the marketplace, uh, Soviet Union design, do you, <laughs> and it, it, it reflects and mirrors, you know, those kind of barrack-like, you know, soulless design buildings that were coming out of, in Eastern Europe during the, yeah, yeah. the 70s and 80s and 90s. I, I, I think if you spoke to the people in Ukraine about Soviet uh, design, they'd have a few words to say about it, yeah. it's Soviet destruction there, but... Yeah. Soviet, yeah, no, that that simply won't happen. I mean, again, that mistake has been, or that lesson has been learned to Do some extent. Ah, I think so, yeah. Would you yeah. fight for that? Like, I mean, would it be... Well, we would I never, mean, we would never. I mean, I mean, again, these an approved housing body, although it's funded through the state and has to obey all the regulations and so on and so forth, is an independent entity. Yeah. And there's no way uh, either of the, the approved housing bodies I'm involved in would build such a thing, um, simply because you realise that the impact on the lives of those living in it, um, you know, would be pretty minimal, I suppose. Yeah. And we know that from places like Ballymun in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me then... Okay, you have the contract signed with the builder. We're building a cluster of houses, let's say, in a in a rural town. Um, do you already, presumably, you already have a, a, a database of potential uh, clients, owners, occupiers of the houses? How do you match houses and people? Generally speaking, um, the allocation rights belong to the local authority, so they'll have a housing list. Oh. Now, mm-hmm. that's modified to some extent by, for example, we have some units in Kilrush uh, that are at the back of a nursing home. So that's a sensitive area. So you'd, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd allocate those units or houses or homes, you know, in conversation with the local authority. So the local authority will take into account particular circumstances and so on. But uh, in general, yes, it would be people who are on the housing list from that area yeah. is who you'd be looking at. So, for example, in a small village, you'd really in the first place be looking at people who have you know, family connections in that village, for example. Mm. Um, now, Cooperative Housing Ireland, where you know, the larger approved housing bodies, they would simply take you know, allocations from the local authority. Mm-hmm. Um, but... but I suppose the contrast really with what happened in the past is that the approved housing bodies are, prof- are focused solely on the provision of housing, provision and management of housing. So whereas local authorities in the past, you know, there's a history, uh, I dare I say it, of poor enough management of their housing stock. 
um, the approved housing bodies have really dedicated professional housing management staff so that the estates are, are, are managed. Oh, that's very interesting, Piers. I mean, um, we're talking about uh, filling a void that has been there in the, in the um, uh, social housing world, okay? Um, and, are, and, so are, and are the houses purchased or rented or a mixture? They're rent by the tenants. They're rented. So we're not in a, in the past the local authorities had a, um, a scheme whereby tenants could buy the property over time, mm -hmm. but that's not available to approved housing bodies, so that they remain part of the state resources. Could that yeah. change? I doubt it very much because the, the the logic there is that if the state provides the capital funding for the construction of um, you know a high quality house, the state should retain that asset for the community uh, rather than sell it on into the private sector. People who, who find themselves in a position where they can afford a mortgage really should go and buy a house in the private market. Mm. Um, so that these, and these houses that are being built now are really a very high standard. I mean, extraordinary. I know, I know there's a bit of name dropping here, but I was in, in Carrigaline at the launch of a, a number of these houses with Michal Martin. Mm. And uh, I was showing him around the house and we were in one of the bedrooms and he, he was looking around at it with the his jaw dropped really at the quality, the, the standard of the construction and the size of the room and so on. And I'm the same, I must say. I found it extraordinary that, um, that the quality that is being produced now is really very high. His remark was that the house he was brought up in was, wasn't nearly as big as that. And yeah. I, I had the same experience. I mean, I, I came up in, a, I suppose, a good middle class house in Dublin, but it wasn't anything like the standard mm. that's being produced now. Um, and is, is your group involved, let's say, once the tenant moves into the house, is it to the local authority they pay rent or is it to... It's to us. It's yeah. to you. So you're still involved in yeah, the, yeah. we call it the overall management or the overseeing of things yeah. down, going down the line. The ongoing management. So we would get uh, the rent. The rent that's charged in these homes is what's known as a differential rent. So it's based on your income. Mm -hmm. So people on very low incomes would pay relatively small rent. And then, as you know, people will go into these into these houses or these homes, uh, and they might be in difficult situation. But over time, this, their circumstances might improve, and they might get work, and they might, you know, have a higher income. In which case, it's subject to an annual review, their rent will increase depending on their income. So it's it's a very prog progressive in that sense, you know. How, um, how about the insulation factor in the in these? Oh, these these would be insulated to the nth degree. I mean. The energy loss, the heat loss through the walls and windows would be really minimal. Really, uh, and really in any house now, the standards are so high mm -hmm. that um, and these would be you know a a two rated in the main. Really? You know, yeah, very close to as we said NZ near zero energy houses. Uh, th there must be a, an attraction into fitting as many as possible into a particular uh, piece of ground. Now, how 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 will the the, the family who are interested in a little bit of gardening, which is has a, a lot to, to recommend it, okay. Do, do you give some consideration to garden size? Ah, yeah, there'd be standards set out for the size of a garden uh, in a family home, so we would comply with that. So there would, generally speaking, be not necessarily a front garden in all cases. Uh, again, we used to have a front garden and back garden in, in urban settings, but not so much now. Uh, it's usually a, a back garden. But I'm interested, in, uh, uh, because I think the actual back garden uh, factor is very, very important. It uh, has its uh, privacy factor. It has the, the um, magnet for a little bit of 
either uh, domestic gardening or floral or whatever else. All good for the soul of the individual. And that has been ignored. <laughs> it, it has to some extent been ignored. And, and of course, land is at a premium. So builders want to have the back garden as small as possible. Yeah. And that's just one of the tensions that you deal with in these circumstances. You know, we would like as big a garden as possible. The builder would like as small a garden as possible. So we, you know, we can fight over it and come to the, uh, an agreement, uh, 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 an acceptable size back garden. But I do take your point that, you know, there's increasing evidence that um, the therapeutic value of being outside, out in nature for children, for all of us, actually, but particularly for vulnerable people, uh, it's really a very healing um you know, thing to do is to be out in nature. Can I can I get back to the bank manager? Oh, <laughs> I knew you would. You tracked them down. Yeah. Yeah. The then it's it's your the, the your we'll say cooperative housing Ireland. It's their responsibility to make sure that the the loans are paid. That the, that seventy percent is given back. That the the banks get out of that, and that comes presumably from the rent. No, uh, that comes from this availability payment, this this um, yes, um, regular support that the state provides. Um, in the main, that's what pays the the, the bank. What what uh, the rent really goes to maintenance management of the estate of the houses. So there's a very rigorous um, program of ongoing maintenance. Now, in a new house, of course, you don't expect to be doing much maintenance yeah. for a number of years. So you know you can build up a reserve of monies. Um, and, and that reserve of monies can be used for major things like, I mean, to replace a kitchen after 20 years or 30 years, to replace yes. doors, windows, you know, that looking at the long term. I mean, that was one of the that was one of the issues that arose in the past, that there was no fund uh, uh, set aside for long term maintenance. So yeah. very often social housing deteriorated and you know, the money wasn't there. Now, that's a legacy issue that we still face. You know, housing, Cooperative Housing Ireland would have a significant stock of really very old houses, and it has to maintain those from its current resources mm -hmm. so that the, the rental income um, from its stock, you know, is what's used it's to maintain the houses and to, and to pay the staff and the office yeah. and all these other things. You, know, generally. You, you mentioned as well that you're on the board of Inish, that's which right, is yeah. a, a, local, a more clear-based uh, housing cooperative. Is it, does that do similar work? Well, on a much smaller scale. So it wouldn't be a, car, a corporate body. It would be mainly... Um, well, the board is voluntary, of course, and we're always uh, open for board members, people who have an interest in this area who wish to sit on the board of Inish. We'd, we'd welcome an approach from them. But Inish made a decision some years ago, a kind of strategic decision, that it would focus on Clare. And now we have some houses in Tipperary and some in South Galway. So in Clare and surrounding counties, but not to grow beyond that in terms of size. We want to, rather than extend our interest, we want to deepen our interest so that we would build up and probably merge with some other smaller housing associations in Clare. That's something that's that's we know has happened to the credit union movement. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely going to happen with the approved housing bodies that there are a, a, a good number of very small approved housing bodies in local areas would have a relatively small number of units and would not be interested in further development. Mm. And the state wants these, these uh, smaller approved housing bodies to merge. So we, we're, our strategy is to merge with other housing associations in Clare and establish a strong Clare-based housing association that would work hand in hand with other organisations uh, responsible for the care of vulnerable people, mm. people with mental health issues, people with disabilities, and with 
family families as well, so that we would, uh, as I say, deepen our involvement in Clare rather than extend it to beyond uh, the county. Jim, I <coughs> just uh, have to unfortunately consider uh, thanking Piers uh, and, and saying goodbye this morning. But the, before the clock has cut up. The clock, it certainly <laughs> has, which is, is the clock speaks, you see, as well. Yeah, yeah. And there are so many other hats which you wear, which we never this morning got around to actually, you know, uh, discussing. You'll come back, Piers. Oh, I will. I'll come and, back anytime. And we'll follow on the other aspects of your career. But okay. I think, I mean, it, it, it was extremely interesting this morning, just to, because, personally, I had no idea yeah. how cooperative housing Ireland worked, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it's, you, you laid it out there, it's very yeah. clear, Yeah. so listen, thank you very much. Not at all, thank you for the opportunity, appreciate it very much. And by the way, I know there's one community who, uh, who, who if, they're, if they're listening this morning, will be f- very interested in talking to you, and that is the Broadford community. Okay. Now we anticipate that they they'll be on, you know, because they're hugely interested in helping Broadford to develop as a a what would you call it uh, a commuting village. Its location in relation to major, you know, magnetic uh, elements like the university, the, the other employment in the Limerick region, Shannon only half an hour away. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think the same applies generally to some small, medium-sized villages and towns that really what we need are more people living in them and that will draw the, the services Absolutely. and the resources mm-hmm. into the village. And it's people make the village. Yeah, yeah. people make the village. Yeah. Okay. Pierce of Shield, got a minimum. Got to I'll draw of Galeric Islam.